Israel goes to war with Midian and Balaam. Yes, that Balaam, the donkey whisperer himself, and he falls along with them for his idolatry. It's Numbers chapters 30 through 33 and Psalm 37 here on Commuter Bible. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible reading plan to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. Remember the Peor incident where the men of Israel prostituted themselves to Baal along with the women of Moab? It turns out that was led by Balaam, who spoke oracles from the Lord against Moab. After Israel defeats Midian, they begin to divide the spoils of war. When the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh see that this land is good for cattle, they ask if they can settle there. Moses assumes that they are trying to avoid going to war with their brothers. By the end of the conversation, however, they cut a deal with Moses, assuring him that they too will go to war with the rest of Israel. Numbers chapters 30 through 33. Moses told the leaders of the Israelite tribes, This is what the Lord has commanded. When a man makes a vow to the Lord or swears an oath to put himself under an obligation, he must not break his word. He must do whatever he has promised. When a woman in her father's house during her youth makes a vow to the Lord or puts herself under an obligation, and her father hears about her vow or the obligation she put herself under, and he says nothing to her, All her vows and every obligation she put herself under are binding. But if her father prohibits her on the day he hears about it, none of her vows and none of the obligations she put herself under are binding. The Lord will release her because her father has prohibited her. If a woman marries while her vows or the rash commitment she herself made are binding, and her husband hears about it and says nothing to her when he finds out, her vows are binding, and the obligations she put herself under are binding. But if her husband prohibits her when he hears about it, he will cancel her vow that is binding or the rash commitment she herself made, and the Lord will release her. Every vow a widow or divorced woman puts herself under is binding on her. If a woman in her husband's house has made a vow or put herself under an obligation with an oath, and her husband hears about it, says nothing to her, and does not prohibit her, all her vows are binding, and every obligation she put herself under is binding. But if her husband cancels them on the day he hears about it, Nothing that came from her lips, whether her vows or her obligation, is binding. Her husband has canceled them, and the Lord will release her. Her husband may confirm or cancel any vow or any sworn obligation to deny herself. If her husband says nothing at all to her from day to day, he confirms all her vows and obligations which are binding. He has confirmed them because he said nothing to her when he heard about them. But if he cancels them after he hears about them, he will be responsible for her commitment. These are the statutes that the Lord commanded Moses concerning the relationship between a man and his wife or between a father and his daughter in his house 
during her youth. The Lord spoke to Moses. Execute vengeance for the Israelites against the Midianites. After that, you will be gathered to your people. So Moses spoke to the people. Equip some of your men for war. They will go against Midian to inflict the Lord's vengeance on them. Send 1,000 men to war from each Israelite tribe. So 1,000 were recruited from each Israelite tribe out of the thousands in Israel, 12,000 equipped for war. Moses sent 1,000 from each tribe to war. They went with Phinehas, son of Eleazar the priest, in whose care were the holy objects and signal trumpets. They waged war against Midian, as the Lord had commanded Moses, and killed every male. Along with the others slain by them, they killed the Midianite kings, Evi, Rechem, Zur, Hur, and Reba, the five kings of Midian. They also killed Balaam son of Beor with the sword. The Israelites took the Midianite women and their dependents captive, and they plundered all their cattle, flocks, and property. Then they burned all the cities where the Midianites lived, as well as all their encampments, and took away all the spoils of war and the captives, both people and animals. They brought the prisoners, animals, and spoils of war to Moses, the priest Eliezer, and the Israelite community at the camp on the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho. Moses, the priest Eliezer, and all the leaders of the community went to meet them outside the camp. But Moses became furious with the officers, the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds, who were returning from the military campaign. Have you let every female live? he asked them. Yet they are the ones who, at Balaam's advice, incited the Israelites to unfaithfulness against the Lord in the Peor incident, so that the plague came against the Lord's community. So now, kill every male among the dependents and kill every woman who has gone to bed with a man. But keep alive for yourselves all the young females who have not gone to bed with a man. You are to remain outside the camp for seven days. All of you and your prisoners who have killed a person or touched the dead are to purify yourselves on the third day and the seventh day. Also purify everything, garments, leather goods, things made of goat hair, and every article of wood. Then the priest Eleazar said to the soldiers who had gone to battle, This is the legal statute the Lord commanded Moses. The gold, silver, bronze, iron, tin, and lead, everything that can withstand fire, you are to pass through the fire, and it will be clean. It must still be purified with the purification water. Anything that cannot withstand fire, pass through the water. On the seventh day, wash your clothes, and you will be clean. After that, you may enter the camp.
The Lord told Moses, You, the priest Eliezer, and the family heads of the community are to take account of what was captured, people and animals. Then divide the captives between the troops who went out to war and the entire community. Set aside a tribute for the Lord from what belongs to the fighting men who went out to war. One out of every 500 people, cattle, donkeys, sheep, and goats. Take the tribute from their half and give it to the priest Eliezer as a contribution to the Lord. From the Israelites' half, take one out of every fifty from the people, cattle, donkeys, sheep, and goats, all the livestock, and give them to the Levites who perform the duties of the Lord's tabernacle. So Moses and the priest Eliezer did as the Lord commanded Moses. The captives remaining from the plunder the army had taken totaled. 605,000 sheep and goats, 72,000 cattle, 61,000 donkeys, and 32,000 people, all the females who had not gone to bed with a man. The half portion for those who went out to war numbered 337,500 sheep and goats, and the tribute to the Lord was 675 from the sheep and goats. From the 36,000 cattle, the tribute to the Lord was 72. From the 30,500 donkeys, the tribute to the Lord was 61. And from the 16,000 people, the tribute to the Lord was 32 people. Moses gave the tribute to the priest Eliezer as a contribution for the Lord, as the Lord had commanded Moses. From the Israelites' half, which Moses separated from the men who fought, the community's half was 337,500 sheep and goats, 36,000 cattle, 30,500 donkeys, and 16,000 people. Moses took one out of every 50, selected from the people and the livestock of the Israelites' half. He gave them to the Levites who performed the duties of the Lord's tabernacle, as the Lord had commanded him. The officers, who were over the thousands of the army, the commanders of thousands and of hundreds, approached Moses and told him, Your servants have taken a census of the fighting men under our command, and not one of us is missing. So we have presented to the Lord an offering of the gold articles each man found, armlets, bracelets, rings, earrings, and necklaces, to make atonement for ourselves before the Lord. Moses and the priest Eliezer received from them all the articles made out of gold. All the gold of the contribution they offered to the Lord from the commanders of thousands and of hundreds was 420 pounds. Each of the soldiers had taken plunder for himself. Moses and the priest Eliezer received the gold from the commanders of thousands and of hundreds and brought it into the tent of meeting as a memorial for the Israelites before the Lord. The Reubenites and Gadites had a very large number of livestock. When they surveyed the lands of Jazer and Gilead, they saw that the region was a good one for livestock. So the Gadites and Reubenites came to Moses, the priest Eliezer, and the leaders of the community, and said, The territory of Adaroth, Dibon, Jazer, Nimrah, Heshbon, Elielah, Sebum, Nebo, and Baon, which the Lord struck down before the community of Israel, 
is good land for livestock, and your servants own livestock. They said, If we have found favor with you, let this land be given to your servants as a possession. Don't make us cross the Jordan. But Moses asked the Gadites and Reubenites, Should your brothers go to war while you stay here? Why are you discouraging the Israelites from crossing into the land the Lord has given them? That's what your ancestors did when I sent them from Kadesh Barnea to see the land. After they went up as far as Eshkol Valley and saw the land, they discouraged the Israelites from entering the land the Lord had given them. So the Lord's anger burned that day, and he swore an oath. Because they did not remain loyal to me, none of the men twenty years old or more who came up from Egypt will see the land I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. None except Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, and Joshua, son of Nun, because they did remain loyal to the Lord. The Lord's anger burned against Israel, and he made them wander into the wilderness forty years until the whole generation that had done what was evil in the Lord's sight was gone. And here you, a brood of sinners, stand in your ancestors' place, adding even more to the Lord's burning anger against Israel. If you turn back from following him, we will once again leave this people in the wilderness, and you will destroy all of them. Then they approached him and said, We want to build sheep pens here for our livestock, and cities for our dependents. But we will arm ourselves and be ready to go ahead of the Israelites until we have brought them into their place. Meanwhile, our dependents will remain in the fortified cities because of the inhabitants of the land. We will not return to our homes until each of the Israelites has taken possession of his inheritance." Yet we will not have an inheritance with them across the Jordan and beyond, because our inheritance will be across the Jordan to the east. Moses replied to them, If you do this, if you arm yourselves for battle before the Lord, and every one of your armed men crosses the Jordan before the Lord until he has driven his enemies from his presence, and the land is subdued before the Lord. Afterward, you may return and be free from obligation to the Lord and to Israel. And this land will belong to you as a possession before the Lord. But if you don't do this, you will certainly sin against the Lord. Be sure your sin will catch up with you. Build cities for your dependents and pens for your flocks, but do what you have promised. The Gadites and Reubenites answered Moses, Your servants will do just as my Lord commands. Our dependents, wives, livestock, and all our animals will remain here in the cities of Gilead. But your servants are equipped for war before the Lord and will go across to battle as my Lord orders.
So Moses gave orders about them to the priest Eliezer, Joshua son of Nun, and the family heads of the Israelite tribes. Moses told them, If the Gadites and Reubenites cross the Jordan with you, every man in battle formation before the Lord, and the land is subdued before you, you are to give them the land of Gilead as a possession. But if they don't go across with you in battle formation, they must accept land in Canaan with you. The Gadites and Reubenites replied, What the Lord has spoken to your servants is what we will do. We will cross over in battle formation before the Lord into the land of Canaan, but we will keep our hereditary possession across the Jordan. So Moses gave them, the Gadites, Reubenites, and half the tribe of Manasseh, son of Joseph, the kingdom of King Sihon of the Amorites, and the kingdom of King Og of Bashan, the land including its cities with the territories surrounding them. The Gadites rebuilt Dibon, Adaroth, Aroer, Atroth Shofen, Jazer, Jogbiha, Beth Nimrah, and Beth Haran as fortified cities and built sheep pens. The Reubenites rebuilt Heshbon, Eliela, Kiriathayim, as well as Nebo and Baalmeon whose names they changed, and Sibma. They gave names to the cities they rebuilt. The descendants of Machir, son of Manasseh, went to Gilead, captured it, and drove out the Amorites who were there. So Moses gave Gilead to the clan of Machir, son of Manasseh, and they settled in it. Jair, a descendant of Manasseh, went and captured their villages, which he renamed Jair's Villages. Noba went and captured Canath with its surrounding villages and called it Noba after his own name. These were the stages of the Israelites' journey when they went out of the land of Egypt by their military divisions under the leadership of Moses and Aaron. At the Lord's command, Moses wrote down the starting points for the stages of their journey. These are the stages listed by their starting points. They traveled from Ramses in the first month on the fifteenth day of the month. On the day after the Passover, the Israelites went out defiantly in the sight of all the Egyptians. Meanwhile, the Egyptians were burying every firstborn male the Lord had struck down among them, for the Lord had executed judgment against their gods. The Israelites traveled from Ramses and camped at Sukkoth. They traveled from Sukkoth and camped at Etham, which is on the edge of the wilderness. They traveled from Etham and turned back to Pihaharoth, which faces Baal-Zephon, and they camped before Migdol. They traveled from Pihaharoth and crossed through the middle of the sea into the wilderness. They took a three-day journey into the wilderness of Etham and camped at Marah. They traveled from Marah and came to Elam. There were twelve springs and seventy date palms at Elam, so they camped there. They traveled from Elam and camped by the Red Sea. They traveled from the Red Sea and camped in the wilderness of Sin. They traveled from the wilderness of Sin and camped at Dofka. They traveled from Dofka and camped at Elush. They traveled from Elush and camped at Rephidim, where there was no water for the people to drink. They traveled from Rephidim and camped in the wilderness of Sinai. They traveled from the wilderness of Sinai and camped at Kibroth Hataava. They traveled from Kibroth Hataava and camped at Hazaroth. They traveled from Hazaroth and camped at Rithma. They traveled from Rithma and camped at Rimen Perez. They traveled from Rimen Perez and camped at Libna. 
They traveled from Libna and camped at Rissa. They traveled from Rissa and camped at Kihalatha. They traveled from Kihalatha and camped at Mount Shefer. They traveled from Mount Shefer and camped at Harada. They traveled from Harada and camped at Makaloth. They traveled from Makaloth and camped at Tehath. They traveled from Tehath and camped at Terah. They traveled from Terah and camped at Mithka. They traveled from Mithka and camped at Hashmona. They traveled from Hashmona and camped at Mazaroth. They traveled from Mazaroth and camped at Benajakin. They traveled from Benajakin and camped at Horhagadgad. They traveled from Horhagadgad and camped at Jotbatha. They traveled from Jotbatha and camped at Abrona. They traveled from Abrona and camped at Ezion Geber. They traveled from Ezion Geber and camped in the wilderness of Zin, that is Kadesh. They traveled from Kadesh and camped at Mount Hor on the edge of the land of Edom. At the Lord's command, the priest Aaron climbed Mount Hor and died there on the first day of the fifth month in the fortieth year after the Israelites went out of the land of Egypt. Aaron was 123 years old when he died on Mount Hor. At that time, the Canaanite king of Arad, who lived in the Negev in the land of Canaan, heard the Israelites were coming. They traveled from Mount Hor and camped at Zalmona. They traveled from Zalmona and camped at Punon. They traveled from Punon and camped at Oboth. They traveled from Oboth and camped at Ayaabarim on the border of Moab. They traveled from Ayam and camped at Dibangad. They traveled from Dibangad and camped at Alman Diblathayim. They traveled from Alman Diblathayim and camped in the Abarim range facing Nebo. They traveled from the Abarim range and camped on the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho. They camped by the Jordan from Beth Jeshemoth to the Acacia Meadow on the plains of Moab. The Lord spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho. Tell the Israelites, When you cross the Jordan into the land of Canaan, you must drive out all the inhabitants of the land before you. Destroy all their stone images and cast images and demolish all their high places. You are to take possession of the land and settle in it because I have given you the land to possess. You are to receive the land as an inheritance by lot according to your clans. Increase the inheritance for a large clan and decrease it for a small one. Whatever place the lot indicates for someone will be his. You will receive an inheritance according to your ancestral tribes. But if you don't drive out the inhabitants of the land before you, those you allow to remain will become barbs for your eyes and thorns for your sides. They will harass you in the land where you will live. And what I had planned to do to them, I will do to you. Psalm 37 Do not be agitated by evildoers. Do not envy those who do wrong. For they wither quickly like grass and wilt like tender green plants. Trust in the Lord and do what is good. Dwell in the land and live securely. Take delight in the Lord and He will give you your heart's desires. Commit your way to the Lord 
trust in him and he will act, making your righteousness shine like the dawn, your justice like the noonday. Be silent before the Lord and wait expectantly for him. Do not be agitated by one who prospers in his way, by the person who carries out evil plans. Refrain from anger and give up your rage. Do not be agitated. It can only bring harm. For evildoers will be destroyed, but those who put their hope in the Lord will inherit the land. A little while, and the wicked person will be no more. Though you look for him, he will not be there. But the humble will inherit the land and will enjoy abundant prosperity. The wicked person schemes against the righteous and gnashes his teeth at him. The Lord laughs at him, because he sees that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn the sword and strung the bow to bring down the poor and needy, and to slaughter those whose way is upright. Their swords will enter their own hearts, and their bows will be broken. The little that the righteous person has is better than the abundance of many wicked people. For the arms of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord supports the righteous. The Lord watches over the blameless all their days, and their inheritance will last forever. They will not be disgraced in times of adversity. They will be satisfied in days of hunger. But the wicked will perish. The Lord's enemies, like the glory of the pastures, will fade away. They will fade away like smoke. The wicked person borrows and does not repay. But the righteous one is gracious and giving. Those who are blessed by the Lord will inherit the land, but those cursed by him will be destroyed. A person's steps are established by the Lord and he takes pleasure in his way. Though he falls, he will not be overwhelmed, because the Lord supports him with his hand. I have been young, and now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous abandoned or his children begging for bread. He is always generous, always lending, and his children are a blessing. Turn away from evil. Do what is good, and settle permanently. For the Lord loves justice and will not abandon his faithful ones. They are kept safe forever, but the children of the wicked will be destroyed. The righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it permanently. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom. His tongue speaks what is just. The instruction of his God is in his heart. His steps do not falter. The wicked one lies in wait for the righteous and intends to kill him. The Lord will not leave him in the power of the wicked one or allow him to be condemned when he is judged. Wait for the Lord and keep his way, and he will exalt you to inherit the land. You will watch when the wicked are destroyed. I have seen a wicked violent person, well-rooted, like a flourishing native tree. Then I passed by and noticed he was gone. I searched for him, but he could not be found. Watch the blameless and observe the upright, for the person of peace will have a future. 
but transgressors will all be eliminated. The future of the wicked will be destroyed. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord, their refuge in a time of distress. The Lord helps and delivers them. He will deliver them from the wicked and will save them because they take refuge in Him. Throughout Scripture, the olive tree is often used to reference somebody who is flourishing and fruitful. For instance, in Psalm 52, 8, the psalmist says, I am like a flourishing olive tree in the house of God, because he trusts in the Lord's faithful love forever and ever. In Psalm 128, the one who fears the Lord has children like young olive trees around his table. This is why we've chosen an olive tree paired with Psalm 1, verse 3 for our newest t-shirt design. You can check that out at patreon.com slash commuterbible. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Caitlin Ron, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night.